0: Dun, 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 dun. I think this is it. We're live. I usually have a, a theme song, but I don't know how to pump in that theme song, so I'll have to assist you. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Film Trooper Presents, Film Marketing Fridays. Um, today, we ha- our show is sponsored by... Wait, actually, I have to click over here. <laughs> it's not sponsored by Spielberg, but Spielberg said two years ago, there's going to be an implosion. Mega-budget movies are going to go crashing to the ground. And that's going to change the paradigm. So the question is, if Hollywood doesn't implode, <laughs> how do you survive it? And how does the uber independent filmmaker make and sell their film online? Uh, I wrote a new book. You can head uh, check it out on Amazon. It's called How to Make and Sell Your Film Online and Survive the Hollywood Implosion While Doing It. Just head on over to survivetheimplosion.com dot com to find out more about that. And with that said. Um, I'm your host, Scott McMahon, I'm a fellow film trooper and this is my gigantic head on the web screen. But I'm joined today by two uh, guest filmmakers who will introduce themselves because I can't speak English very well and will completely butcher their names. But uh,
1: go ahead, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourselves? I'm Ariane Harandi.
2: Hi, I'm Melissa, I'm Vicky.
1: And I'm the director of The Big Day and she's the producer. Very cool. So. You guys, can't, you guys
0: showed me, um, and I'll make sure that when this is posted in the recording on the on uh, filmmarketingfridays.com, that you can, uh, and as well as filmtrooper.com, they can be able to see the uh, the short film you guys did. Is that okay? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Because sure. it's f- pretty fantastic. You guys did like it, essentially like this like one long shot that's like full blown like action stunt. Yeah. Uh, that was
1: one of those things that uh, whenever I told anybody like this is what I want to do, and they were just like no. <laughs> you can't that, 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 you don't do that you don't do a, like a five minute action take that's all one day So uh, it was a lot of fun to be able to actually like pull it off and
2: yeah, I think I, I thought know. he was joking the first time he told me that like, he wanted it an action sequence in one take. I thought it was just like a big joke, and so like it took me like a month or two of pre-production to realize that he was actually serious <laughs> about doing it. And so it was just like, oh my god, as the producer, how do, I- <laughs> how do I help make this happen?
0: <laughs> that's pretty crazy. So tell me, um, so that was really—I mean, it was that must have just been blast. Be like, we did it. We pulled it off. You
1: know. <laughs> and uh, actually my cinematographer who's actually al- also my uh, cinecam operator uh, he's really really good at what he does and even he uh on a day of rehearsal when we finally like did the whole run through he pulled me to the side and was like up until this moment i did not think we could pull this off It was because we had a uh, instant playback and everybody on set was kind of getting more and more psyched as, as the more takes we did and the more people got to see A little bit of it come together until we finally got to do the big take all at once. So it was a lot of fun, yeah. Nice,
0: nice. So what's um, brought you to this next project? um, uh, The name of the, what's the name of the film again? The Big? The Big Day. The Big Day. Now this is a feature film project, is that correct?
1: It's a feature film comedy. What we're doing is we're combining the best elements of a wedding comedy and a bachelor party comedy together kind of give you both points of view of like the girls uh, as they're getting ready as the guys are getting ready and everything that just kind of falls apart in the de- day of the wedding um it's <laughs> gonna be a lot of fun it's uh it's all kind of taking place in one location it's all basically real time it's gonna good, but it's gonna be a lot of fun we've been uh working on the script for like two years now so, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah we've been working on just making sure the characters are developed the paces right the comedies there all that good stuff
0: very nice so the um that's gonna be fun. This actually, is because you brought that's the topic or that's like the the storyline or throughline of your film. That should be very helpful going into uh, today's questions. So we can jump into it since it is Film Marketing Fridays, and you brought up like you had eight questions um, that were really great. They're really poignant, and I think there's a theme to this. And we might as well get into the slides. And uh, as we talk about the questions, we can talk more about your film because I think it all becomes uh, relative. So. Cool. So let me jump over here to the slides. Um, I think this is it. So the technical, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you guys see that slide?
2: Yeah. Okay. You
0: know what? Let me, I want to go back. Sorry. Everybody's like, wait, because Google Hangouts actually gives me two options. And I want to make sure I give the right one. Oh, interesting. So do you see that one?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Good, good. God, I hope everybody else does. (laughs) It says it does, but here we go. So I, based off the eight questions that you sent me and and all the, the research and curation I did of the questions, I came to the conclusion that maybe this theme of this show should be why you only want to sell to one person. And so this is, this will explain it as we go through this. So your first question was, what's the best way to go about building an audience before you have a product? and we can get more detail like that but I just wanna make sure everybody understands what kind of questions were asked and how it kind of piggies back to why you only want to sell to one person but I'll, I'll explain later here so question number two you asked what are other marketing items that we should capture during production that might prove to be useful later on question number three what are the most effective ways to build an audience question number four is what type of marketing materials does an indie film need to create it in order. Sorry, I can't read English. What type of marketing materials does an indie film need to create in order to either gain a distribution deal or self distribute their film? Question number five, how do you best determine your target demographic and how do you, how do you construct your marketing materials to appeal that demographic? Question number six, Are there any other ways to find an audience for a completed film besides social media? Do live events or college campus screenings work? And in question number seven, do you have any tips on how to gain a viewer's trust when you don't already have an existing fan base? And then question number eight, most low-budget films don't have any celebrities and big names attached. Once the project is completed, what's the best way to get the distributor's attention? okay cool so this all comes back to why you only want to sell to one person and the reason why I bring this up is before we start um, any journey down like creating a marketing plan you obviously everybody tells you you gotta know your audience you gotta know your demographic all this kind of stuff maybe the most simplest way to approach this is simply goes what is the who's the one person that's gonna buy this film and then. So why you would only want to sell to one person is, number one, it provides you focus. So instead of trying to worry about pleasing everyone, you can just focus on that one person. This is a made-up person, by the way. This is like your made-up avatar. Then it also personalizes your marketing message. So everything that you do is as if you're speaking to that one specific person. But because you're so specific in the way you speak to this person through your marketing of your film or what you're sharing, it it shows the vulnerability it doesn't seem like you're trying to pander ever to everyone and it also because if you're so uh, specific about it people might actually feel like you're talking to them it's kind of a weird phenomenon but anyway it also builds loyalty because if you're so personal in your messaging and it feels like you are speaking to somebody very specific somehow it builds the loyalty that you're that you want and then the one person will eventually lead to many so that's why you focus on the one person and really that one person is the ideal fan and with that said we're just gonna have some fun because we're gonna click over to this uh, modified worksheet that I have and we're gonna fill it in (laughs) it's like 20 questions but we're gonna basically come up with your one person your one ideal fan your one avatar and and because once we complete the the checklist but then we go back to your questions, and you'll see how easy, much easier it is to answer your questions once you know exactly who that one person is. So let's imagine. So let's uh, jump over to um, where is my screen? Oh, let's see here. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> okay, do you see that? Do you see this uh, screen? Okay, so this is a checklist. Um, It's a modified checklist uh, because there's actually five other questions, but I I deleted them just so that we can get focus on this specific thing for you guys So we'll start answering it. Uh, Let's imagine you got the big day Mm -hmm. It's bachelor party meets the wedding movie all the best comedy bits or the spirit of all those movies all together so Let's decide who your one person that you, that you know will buy it or who you want to be your most ideal fan. That would be like, Oh, I don't care if you don't have any stars in it whatsoever. It's like, I, this is the type of film for me. So let's ask like, how old are these people? Like th- this one person held how, how old are they? Um,
2: probably
0: recent college. Yeah. Class. They're probably going to be in
2: their like mid twenties. Um, I'd say they're, you know, probably a little bit older than 21. Um, Probably
0: like 25 yeah okay. 25. okay see if I can even type this in <laughs> <laughs> here we go 25 years old cool so now we know it's like 25 years old so we're gonna ask is your film because I don't know your anything about your script and stuff like that but um, do you obviously they're probably not children so um or do you think the one person that is going to be more of the, the raving fan, is it going to be a man or woman? I
2: would say it's probably going
0: to be a man.
2: A man? Yeah. No, a man. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: So we got a man. Um, here's – what country do they come from?
1: <laughs> the they're they're American, America. yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So from the United States.
1: Yeah, like I think with comedies, you uh, – like it doesn't translate as well because you know you got uh, all the traditions of the American wedding and all that good
0: stuff. <laughs> okay, now this is gets really tricky. So let's ask, what city do they live in? So you have to, you have to use your imagination here to like really go. Okay, maybe they live in Nebraska. I don't know. I mean, like or Ohio. I mean, there's the, because once you maybe where your film is being lo- located or uh, what what city do you do you imagine this one person to live in?
2: Um that's a good question that's a hard uh, one yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That one I um i guess i sort of imagine them to be in a more like urban or suburban like atmosphere probably it's not going to appeal to somebody who's living in like a real rural area um so with that being said um <coughs> <laughs> <California>. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably like a
0: larger city in Southern California um, okay so let's let's well let's hit that up so we've got um, a larger city in California so maybe okay we can start with there's only what maybe three or four so we can go San Francisco San
1: Francisco LA Orange County yeah. San Diego any of those would really work. <laughs> Santa Barbara is that too small yeah, I would, I would
2: say more like LA area. Yeah,
0: probably. Okay, so you're doing LA. Okay, now LA is pretty big. So let's get crazy. I know this is crazy, but there's like you know Orange County and stuff like that. There's so many factions. Somebody might somebody growing up in Downey, you know, sees their world differently than somebody growing up in uh, Mission Viejo. So um, let's
2: see. Um yeah maybe uh, Steve Orange maybe
0: Uh. what Orange California yeah
2: Yeah, Orange California maybe
0: okay so the reason I asked that because your film um, may so right now we have a male that's 25 years old growing up in Orange California and so now you start painting a real detailed picture of like what you know what malls strip malls are going to like what their normal routine is you know because yeah. you're getting you're getting inside their head. Okay, this is crazy. So again, this is a make believe person. So what mm-hmm. is this twenty five year old male in Orange County? I'm sorry, in Orange California. What mm-hmm. do you think they make per year?
2: Um, well, I would say they're probably fresh out of school, so they're probably not making like tons of money at this point in their life. Uh, it's probably an entry-level job that they're working, so probably yeah, <laughs> in the like thirty-five to $40,000 range, maybe. Okay, um,
0: we'll do $35,000. So that's good. Okay, so what is their socio-economic socio socioeconomic background? You know, like, were their parents to bl- the blue collar workers? Were they more affluent? You know, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, I would say they're probably pretty middle class, uh,
0: okay. middle to upper middle class, and that kind of thing. Okay, cool. So, middle class, I'll do the upper. Now we're getting a picture of what this guy looks mm-hmm. like. Okay. <laughs> so, what movies do they like? And how do they like to watch movies? Since they are 25 years old, so they probably, it'd be interesting, if you can use your imagination, can you project yourself onto them to say, this is probably their viewing habits. This is probably how they like to watch movies.
2: So in terms of movies that they like, um, I would say they probably like similar films. Um, so I would say like, you know, The Hangover is something okay. they like. Um
1: Death at a Funeral.
2: Yeah, I think Death at a Funeral would be up there. Um, let's see, what are some other similar films that maybe
1: um probably American Pie films and Yeah. Okay, so okay. So there is this this is interesting because
0: you already look at the films that you've kind of listed here, Hangover, Death at a Funeral, um, you know, American Pie obviously it's not like a, um, uh, my best friend's wedding. It's not like, uh, four weddings and a fut- funeral You know what I mean? I mean, it could be, but you can see like, you know, American pie and hangover are very different than some film. Like, um, like I said, uh, my best friend's wedding or, um, maybe, maybe they enjoyed like, um, what do you call it? bridesmaids? Cause that's kind of yeah. right.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so that, that's probably, so there could be an ounce somebody who likes these types of films there could be like this um hidden i guess psychology of being a romantic and it's not unheard of of young men being romantic (laughs) or having romantic notions but if they if they like these particular films they might have this sort of uh, romantic uh under you know underpinning to their psyche um now let's ask this how do they like to watch the films Do you think
1: they're theaters? Yeah, I think date night at a movie theater. Yeah. Okay. Theater. And then, you
2: know, maybe, yeah,
1: like Netflix and all that good stuff just at home. Cool. Do you think
0: they like to watch it on like a Roku, Roku box, Apple TV, or PlayStation? Do you think, you know, Xbox? How are they watching Netflix? I PlayStation three. It, yeah. <laughs> PlayStation, is it PlayStation three or four? You think they're on four now?
2: <laughs> okay, so
0: they' they're still old school three, okay. <laughs> okay, so you you begin to see this person come to life right now
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and so that it's gonna help knowing how you're gonna start devising your marketing message and how you put together your materials so you're speaking to this exa- this one person. Okay, so what music do they like and how do they like to m- listen to music?
2: Um, well, that's a good question. I don't think I'm up on my... <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> let's see. What did you listen um, to? <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: would
2: think that, like, anything that's sort of, like, popular right now, that being more, like, mainstream music, probably, like, rock. Um, yeah, like, K-Rock. <laughs> yeah, i uh, us yeah. just to anything that comes K rock is probably... Or Jack
1: of um, What,
0: uh, uh, uh let, let's face. do you, your film, does it mm-hmm. have a certain tone? Is it, um... Is it multicultural? Is it you know like is there going to be hip hop element or is there more of like uh, like what I call hipster folk you know or, or I don't I mean this is me putting genre names in
1: but it, yeah the music in the film is more uh, like alternative and ska like we actually have a ska band in the film
0: oh see okay <laughs> okay so there you go okay somebody probably let's just make this ideal fan somebody who um uh, likes like probably indie rock. Yeah.
2: I'm
0: not, I'm um, I'm guessing some, there's something going on with a lot of young people falling in love with the 80s. <laughs> I mean, do they have like an 80s thing? Do they probably were they
1: fans of like uh, uh, actually yeah the guitarist from the band was like totally yeah I think I think 80s would be a uh, would be a good way to go. <laughs> um, maybe um. 80s
0: alternative there's a whole slew like there's that world um kind of well you know what would this person would they be a fan of like uh, 500 days of summer um yeah i think so they would probably like that film <laughs> i like that's it. a wide <laughs> one <today>. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i'm saying so there's a there's a style or tone to that which is is great so okay and maybe if that's the case if you know they might be a fan of some John Hughes films maybe like okay so now it's it's an indie rock alternative and ska which is really you know like that's that's some old that's very narrow but that's really cool because you can use that to your advantage in your marketing okay so let's go to number nine so, what do they read? They read books, magazine, blogs, and how do they like to read? Are they on a on their iPhone? Are they on uh, an iPad, a Kindle? Would they like like magazines in the toilet? You know, I don't know. You know, things like that. <laughs>
2: um, I guess I would maybe think they're reading actual books. Uh, probably not on like a a device. I mean, if they did have a device, maybe an iPad, but um.
1: I don't
2: know. I d- they're probably
1: reading blogs as well as regular books. Yeah. <laughs> <Let> <laughs> me ha- okay, so here's the
0: challenge. So you got... So we're we're trying to get real detail with this person. So they're like a real person. So is there like a reference in the movie um, that maybe harkens back to a classic book? You know, like everything from old school like Hemingway stuff or, you know, Catching the Rye or, you know, things like that. So if there's... There's some sort of a uh, correlation to maybe some Shakespeare or anything like that. That could be um, like.
1: I originally did the Devil and Angels thing.
2: Yeah, I don't. I, uh, well, that's um, it's, a college movie. Um, I don't know what I'm like. Animal House? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Animal House.
1: Well, that was an original one.
2: But anyway, I don't think that they're like, I don't think we have any like specific like literary references, yeah. but I will say that what's that book that you've been reading that like sort of sang with humor? Um, uh, the
1: Hitchhiker's
2: Guide? Yes. The hitchh- I feel like they, oh, was, the Hitch- yeah, I feel like they would be into that sort of book, the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Time. Well, um,
1: okay. so, um, Just stop with that. I'm yeah, so i I think it's done.
2: Yeah. I think they would be interested in reading like comedic books like things that are kind of funny and, you know like, satire guess, yeah nothing too, too serious I
0: guess. okay okay so they're a young man that uh, enjoys entertainment but they but we we'll, see what's happening right now if I look back here if I go um, before we get too far so we know that's a man we have a man
2: mm-hmm.
0: 25 years old a man that lives in the United States in Orange uh, California so it's the suburbs. Um, they make around 35000 It's not bad coming out, you know, for a single guy. Um, but also cost of living is a little high because they're in California. <laughs> so they do have, they understand where they need to go to. They, they, there's a level uh, that they can move up to, which is like middle class, upper middle class. Um, that's what they're used to. And these movies are really interesting because if, you're, if they're into the movies like Hangover, Death Under a Funeral, American Pie, uh, American Pie, Bridesmaid, 500 Days of Summer, or maybe John Hughes films, and they, they're the kind of person to take a date to a theater and then watch movies on Netflix on the PS3, you know, it sounds like, yeah, that sounds like almost every 25-year-old male. <laughs> but the difference is, is when you see the psychology here, what we're looking for is, um, like I said, this, there's an element of romanticism. There's somebody who wants to be romantic that is also hearkening back. If they enjoy, perhaps, their music, this uh, dreamy sort of alternative indie rock sound, but mm-hmm. also harkens back to the 80s alternative and ska music, um, it's like a, a time, they're seeing it through the goggles of, of like contrived history, as opposed to somebody who's actually lived through it. It's like, oh, yeah, it was kind of cool. It wasn't quite what everybody thinks it was, you know, what it might be. But, you know, the, the young person has a different perspective of what that time was like. So they, they're a dreamer. There's, there's a romantic aspect to it. So the reason why I ask, like, why do they what do they read? Perhaps there's a book that you don't have to answer it now, but something to think about, which is, like, really strikes a chord um, – uh, to their to their inner desires because this is what we're trying to do you're trying to build this make-believe avatar this ideal fan so you know exactly what they dream about so when we say the you know uh the hitchhikers i don't know if i spelled this even right hikers guide to the galaxy there's a whimsical fantasy to this person you know yes so that helps you kind of know the psychology. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, who would their friends be? Like, that's the next question. Probably, uh, his co- uh like whoever his college roommate or his college uh, buddies. From- yeah,
2: probably the guys, you know, whoever he met in yeah. college.
1: Okay, so he's really just relegated to college
0: and maybe some old high school friends or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Here's a trick one college. Um. What college did he go to? <laughs> that will help.
1: That
2: <laughs> uh, stuff. Oh, um, uh, maybe goes to private,
1: private college or Cal State I'll
2: or like a Cal. A Cal State, maybe.
1: Okay, like a state school.
2: Yeah, state school, pretty much any Cal State, Cal State Long Beach, Cal okay. State, Oregon, whatever. <laughs> okay.
0: All right, so this is getting a little bit heavier because now we have to think about their family, you know, because now you're like. Oh my gosh! This person white? Are they black? <laughs> are they Asian? You know? Are they uh, Iranian, Armenian?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
0: that is now you're got to dig deep. You go okay. We are. We have to. We have to. We have to, You're making complete person. This is like weird science. You're making, <laughs> but now you're making the ultimate ideal fan. So what would their values be? Um.
2: Uh,
1: Probably. well, will <laughs> to like significant other.
0: Are they a monogamous or are they are player? You know that kind of thing. You know,
1: monogamous, you know, like I think. Uh, I, I mean, we established that he's a romantic, so I think he's definitely a monogamous guy. Okay,
0: so he has um. I while I yeah, <laughs> monogamy. Um... Is he a churchgoer or uh goes to the, the you know yeah. Sabbath or things like that?
2: Probably not a churchgoer, not just I suppose he could still like I don't know, have some sure yeah, like, like, uh, someone's of religion, but he's probably not somebody who's going every weekend. Uh our our film's a little scandalous, so I think if he's going <laughs> to church every single weekend he might Okay. not Okay.
0: So, I got you. So, you got somebody who's um, pleased in like monogamy. um, Maybe like true love. Like there's like this aspect to him that like true love. But um, maybe has like a dark sense of humor. Sure,
2: yeah. Yeah, he would have a dark sense of humor. I think that would
0: be. Okay. You mentioned like uh, taking life not so seriously. (laughs) You know we call that we call that fun loving, fun loving. <laughs> <laughs> so their values so, but um but they're not like they're not bigoted they're not you know what I mean like they're yeah. are they, you know growing up in California um, they're not yeah. racist
2: do you like that yeah. I'm pretty um, especially we actually have one of some of the main characters in the film we have a, a gay couple in the film um the bride's mother is actually, or I'm sorry, the bride's father is actually um, gay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they would definitely be okay with that. They'd be very open-minded about...
0: um, Okay, that helps. ...and stuff like that. Cool. So now we're seeing this person come together. Um, Now let me ask, what do they like to spend their money on? They only probably have so much money at their disposal. But this is going to be helpful for you guys later on.
1: Uh, Probably going out with friends. Yeah. Probably grabbing a drink or two with friends. Okay. Uh and then date night.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Spending some money at his lady. So does this person have a girlfriend you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Let me ask you this. How long have they been with this girlfriend?
2: <laughs> Man, that's a tough question uh, I would say they're probably not super serious I don't know maybe, year, yeah, so? maybe like a year like not okay. like they haven't okay. been together like, their entire lives but
0: in one year in one year relationship that's what we got so we have what do they like to spend their money on night out with friends as a girlfriend so in a one year relationship I means date night. <laughs> exactly. But and there's anything else. There's a like his does his values does he is he somebody who saves or is he just spends paycheck to paycheck? Um,
2: that's a good question.
1: Um he might be saving a little bit, but for the most part yeah. he's probably uh spending <laughs> the money payche- money. paycheck. <laughs>
0: Okay, so like you said, this is—it it, it sounds silly, but all this stuff comes into play later. So, um, <laughs> let's go. Let's see. Oops, I'll switch back over here real quick so you can see this. So yeah, so now we have uh, his values are. Be, I'll probably go back to this one question as we get a better idea who this person is. Um, page yeah, their values—open-minded, but going paycheck by paycheck, thirty-five thousand a year. In Orange, uh, California, um, just wants a night out with the friends, has a girlfriend, one-year relationship, date night. And then um, what does their daily routine look like? This is our 25-year-old, out of college, has a job. Um, now, here's a question. Now, this is where you're going to be asking yourself, like, what kind of job?
2: <laughs> All right. I mean, so... Probably nine-to-five job. Yeah, probably a nine-to-five job. Gets up, goes to work. Um...
1: Yeah, uh, morning shower kind of guy. <laughs> Goes to work after work, uh probably depending on the day, he's either coming home, making himself some dinner or just grabbing some dinner on the go. Yeah. What um let me
0: ask you something. So this is like uh, getting in like real deep in, deep here. So they have their morning routine where they wake up. Uh-huh. Um so it's a nine to five. You know, are they waking up at six or seven? Because, like, if somebody's waking up at six and they, they're going to the gym, that gives you an psych- uh, inside to their psychology of, like, how de- dedicated they are to something. If they're lazy, then this is giving us a shape of, like, who this person looks like, whether or not they're in health, are they are they healthy, are they health conscious, or whether or not they're kind of, like, a video game kind of slobby, you know, not – you know what I mean? As, as, as they're just getting away with the fact that they're young, you know, yeah. but not yet – um, so that's the reason why all this stuff is important to really flesh out why you want to break down a really specific daily routine, mm-hmm. is because when you start creating your marketing materials and messages, you'll know exactly where you need to talk to them. You know, mm-hmm. because this is the only way, like the Uber independents, can sort of try to compete against Hollywood that has mm-hmm. these mega dollars machines of just putting out so much material that you know they just get bombarded so on a on a more you know guerrilla tactic you can go you know what our avatar the person we talk to you know they get up in the morning they go to the gym this one specific person goes to the gym and while they're at the gym maybe they like to listen to music they like to listen to maybe sports radio or maybe they like to listen to podcasts you know things like that it, so that's the whole point if they like to listen to podcasts is there a podcast that you can get on or create yourself that help talks about what you're working on that strikes these other romantic, you know, desires of this person. So that's why you, that's why this gets really fun to sort of dig down and really create a, a much more detailed person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so we can start with that maybe like, Let's ask, is this person going to be uh, uh, athletic or are they going to be more of a, sh- a schlub?
2: <laughs> I definitely don't think they're athletic. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call them like fat and lazy, but more of kind of like what you said earlier, getting away with the fact that they're young. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they're not going to be going to the gym, you know, every single every day. Every morning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So they, they, like, they'll wake up um, mm-hmm. at, like, say... Wake up, 7 a.m.? Ish, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. 7 a.m. maybe. Um, morning routine is just like... Hop in the shower. Shower. Uh, do they get? Do they make breakfast or they just get breakfast? I think it's just drinking coffee, skipping out on breakfast. Oh, just coffee for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Let me ask you, what are they looking on? I mean, like, when they jump on, are they on their phone right away? And if they are on their phone in the mornings, what are they looking at?
2: Uh, I don't know. I guess I mean.
1: There's Probably YouTube. I yeah. Any new fun
0: videos out. <laughs> okay, so there's like, they're just streaming through like the YouTube subscription feed. Yeah. Uh, are they a Facebook? Are they more like, here's the thing, are they more in your belief of what this person would be are they more of a facebook user a vine user instagram user like what's their go-to social media number one
2: probably facebook
0: okay so facebook so so facebook as we know is a vortex of you know (laughs) scrolling up 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 (laughs) until something just you go into this vortex is you know clicking on something right so we'll call it the facebook vortex all right uh, and then they go to work, right? Oh, uh, do they have to drive? Here's the thing: like, how far do they have to drive to work? Uh, At least fifteen minutes, if not more. <laughs> yeah,
2: 15, 20 minute drive to work. Um, twenty
0: minute drive. We're talking California here, so. <laughs> okay, so what are they doing in the car for twenty minutes?
2: Radio. radio. Yeah.
0: Radio. What kind of radio? Music or sports radio or talk radio? Probably uh, music, uh, probably kind of a music we talked about earlier in the alternative kind of stuff. Okay. So the reason I say this, alter, you can just call it alternative, is because um, you can imagine now, like, you want to put together, like, maybe some, just make believe you had some money. You're going to put some ads together or something. Like, you realize you're once you know the daily routine of your avatar, and it's like this one person is going to represent a lot of people. But if you're very specific in who you're, you're uh, talking to, yeah. then, then you know like, well, you know what? We might just put together something uh, like, a, like an interesting ad for the local um, alternative radio station for this morning commute. You know, like figure out what the ad spend is on that. And it'd be really interesting because you might be like, look, uh, we have a premiere coming up, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it's like it's in the spirit of all these things. And if you can touch upon all the desires that these, this specific avatar, this ideal fan has, um, then you know exactly sort of who you're talking to and how, how to reach them. You're not just like all, just all of a sudden throwing it on public access television, hoping that maybe he might find it. You know what I mean? You want to be real specific, you know, for him to find it. Oh, so, yeah. the, okay, so he's at work. Um, I'm not too sure what he does at work, but um, obviously he has breaks. What's he doing in, during break time? Like, w- what does this person do during, like, their personal time, lunch time? Do they, do they b- go out and buy lunch and have conversations with their coworkers? Things like that.
2: Um, it probably... I much probably yeah. um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I guess when
1: they're on the break, um, I don't know. I do you think
2: this guy? would be? I
0: to our We'll talk. I mean, he's a pretty social person. Yeah. What kind of? Let me ask you. I know this is crazy, but like, what kind of uh, conversations are they having? Conversations uh, with his coworkers about a, a sports game? Because you know, you know how it is. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: every month, every like. Every other month or something, there's an event. Like, all right, hey, hey, you know, the the, the we're doing the uh, f- you know the final four in brackets. Are you in? Or you, we're doing fantasy football. You were doing fantasy baseball. Are you in? You know that kind of stuff. So, what do you imagine this person's conversations are like during lunchtime with their coworkers?
1: The newest TV show he watched. Yeah, probably. probably like, did you Did you catch Game
0: of last night? Okay. Know. Uh, TV, uh, water cooler talk. <laughs> okay this is really helpful because now think about this so like you can you can start seeing this the picture come together now so if you were needed a market or reach out to them mm-hmm. if they are the type of persons that's not talking about like the final four brackets or something like that then you know you don't have to worry about putting like a Facebook you know ad or post together that targets that kind of uh, a- event you can target more like you know they're what they're a fan of these specific you know uh, shows And, and then you can figure out a way to piggyback off those famous shows or events during the shows. Maybe there's like a season finale. So it's like you can imagine putting together perhaps like a a Facebook post that says, you know, don't get bummed that, you know, Game of Thrones is over. You know, our film, the big day has plenty of nudity. You know, it's like the whole point is like you, the marketing message becomes very specific. And that's why you're trying to put together here with this uh, checklist. And I'll send this checklist to you guys. So you can I'll send you a blank one. Also, I'll send you this one. I just wrote out here so you guys can modify it the way you want. So TV water cooler um, talk um, during his breaks. You know, the where do What do you think their imagination goes to?
2: Hmm. This, this is where we're
0: digging into their dreams or the desires. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe like, you know, what he's gonna do when he's off work. Um so whatever his plans are.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you guys. Is he per, is he perverted? Is he thinking about the the even though he's got a girlfriend, does does he think about the, the girls that uh, this you know that work with him? Or is he thinking about God? You know, I just want to get to like Hawaii or Fiji. Like, does he think about a destination to get out of
2: work? Maybe all of the above. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, he might be like, he's probably not an angel, so (laughs) (laughs) he probably does have a few dirty thoughts that cross his mind. It's just
1: a fantasy. He would never (laughs) act
2: on those.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this is this is crazy. So I know this is it's kind of like embarrassing, but. It's not unheard of to know, like, okay, maybe they watch, you know, adult videos online, so they're on like adult porn, like adult sites, which tells you that maybe if you find yourselves there, like, if your film is more R-rated, you can say, well, maybe we'll put some ads on, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like, if you, the whole point is knowing where they're going to be and yeah. throwing an ad up, you never know. I mean, it's it's thinking outside the box or being very specific of where uh, your avatar is going to be to just to to promote your message or get them enticed in what you're doing so you know this is this is the stuff that marketers are doing all the time they have these very extensive checklists so they know exactly how to to tackle or try to to um, they spend a lot of money a lot of data money I, I can tell you that much of trying to find out like what your avatar they're they those pay big money to know what their credit card statements are saying because okay. in the credit card statements they will know exactly like they go to Best Buy every other month uh, mm-hmm. they're, or they're on Netflix or they're always constantly buying playing video games because they're buying you know uh, subscription here and there and so because of all that stuff once they know the buying habits the um, an advertiser will then try to figure out how to get their ads or, or their ad campaign to fit into those channels so it seems seamless so that mm-hmm. you know so that's kind of what your guys are doing right now with creating this avatar. So let's say well, he's perverted <laughs> um, perverted uh, secret thoughts <laughs> So he gets off work. Um, did he just go home or did he grab like a bite to eat with a, with friends or coworkers um, and then catches like the game at the bar, or, um, you know, how often does he see his girlfriend?
2: Um, a few times a week. Yeah, probably a few times a week. Um, And I would say, I mean, it would probably vary from day to day. You probably go straight home most of the time, but maybe occasionally grab like some food with friends. Maybe a Friday night yeah. or
1: something, go out.
0: Okay. So it's like, um. Oh, basically, always like eating out, <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah. He, you know, he doesn't feel like
1: cooking. Yeah. yeah he's
0: not. A, he, he doesn't cook. Okay. There you go.
1: Yeah.
0: And then at night, is he playing video games or is he watching you know shows or movies? Watching TV. Yeah,
2: he's probably
0: watching TV. Watching TV. He has no pets either, right? There's no like walking a dog.
2: Probably not. Having no pets. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cause that's a whole nother world if you got pets. <laughs> okay, so now we're seeing this daily routine a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now here's something more specific. What do they never leave the house without bringing with them?
1: Their smartphone. Yeah, probably okay, phone. smartphone.
0: And uh, car keys, wallet. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, probably All those good things.
0: Yeah. Well, this is interesting. I know it sounds like silly, but. What happens here is like, okay, they're always going to have, wherever they are mobile, they're going to have like these three things. Like if it was a woman, you can imagine there'd be a ton of things possibly in her purse. But for a man, it's like, okay, what's in his wallet? Like, what cool thing could you add to his wallet? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you created a campaign, Mm -hmm. that's where you want to start, begin to think, like, okay, well, we got our film coming out. Perhaps we can give like, Maybe there's something I don't know that, again, I don't know the, the story of your film, but maybe there's a scene and you create like these scene cards that or it's it's like it's it plays off one of this one of the better jokes in your film
2: uh, okay.
0: that have some kind of value that you may give away at like a movie premiere or like or or, or a crowdfunding thing.
2: Yeah. The whole point is
0: like the whole point is like really getting the mind of like, do we give them something digital that they have on their smartphone or they give them something physical? That they can have in their wallet that is useful, that's going to be some value to them, but it's always branded with our, you know, our stuff. I, for instance, I have a Scorpion King, that movie with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. I still, for some reason, have the Stor- Scorpion King uh, bottle opener keychain. <laughs> like you know, it's like a, a useful like bottle opener that's stacked to my keychain that I just always have, and I look down I go, the Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that, you know, you, you're beginning to think of like what what do they have on their possession that you can basically f- nudge your way in. Okay, so now we go into number fifteen, which is what are their fears. Now you now you get get into this, the psyche of a 25 year old male in Orange California,
1: Um Probably just stuck at a dead end job not like yeah. getting enough vacation time and all that stuff. Uh... Oh,
2: uh, having a baby.
1: Having a baby, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe, there you
2: go. Yeah, I think, uh, oopsie having baby. Having kids. The, uh, yeah, uh, list Oopsie baby.
0: Um. Does he, he want to get married?
2: might be a little afraid of marriage at okay. this point. Like, maybe it's something he's thinking about, but, like, he's still mm-hmm. a little bit afraid of what maybe getting married entails. Okay.
0: Uh, so here this is really this is really important because check this out so if you're gonna film about bachelor parties and the <laughs> weddings coming together yeah. in order to communicate with this person
2: mm-hmm.
0: is to not sell it as you know you're going to love to be in love and love to want, you can't wait to get married. So really the angle is like, this is the most fun, like bachelor party, you know, whatever events that could happen that you're, you probably heard happen uh, mm-hmm. to your friend. So yeah. you're know, making them be like, you know, I would just love to support my friend and be there. And have Like there, if the perspective from your ideal fan or your uh, avatar is that they're probably looking at your film. And if, as long as you sell the communication, the marketing message is this is a party for you. That, mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who really wants to get married, it's like, this is the most fun you'll have until you get married, you know, because, with, you know, because like hangover work because they just use the marriage, the wedding as a backdrop, you know, to yeah. have to, to have fun and debauchery, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, where the bridesmaids there was this thing uh, the psychology of it was that um wish character there's a lot of people the whole the whole term being a bridesmaid is like second you know second to the bride
1: yeah. it's like
0: your're second choice you know mm-hmm. it's it's you're never like top dog i mean there's so there's this psychology behind that, so you have this thing called the big day, but mm-hmm. so the big day can mean a lot of things it could be like not just the wedding where everything ends or life begins, you know, like a transition. Yeah. If if your avatar is this person you're talking about, then your marketing message is like the big day is the big day that you get to have fun to like, you know, send your friend down the river, you know, into marriage, you know, <laughs> I mean, I saw this like a uh, really funny um, piece of, uh, there was a gum package and it basically said, um, check with your, it's like, check with your doctor if side effects are um, bloating, uh, weight gain, uh, lack of sex drive. Just check if, with your doctor if marriage is right for you, you know? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, like, there's a psychology behind that. So now you have a uh, much more specific way of how you can market your, your film. Mm-hmm. So that w- – because you don't want to get to the place where you're trying to market to everybody. But if you can yeah. market to a very specific person, then it'll make, you know, then to be like a lot of people will drive to this, and like, like, oh, cool. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. But, you know, there might be something for her, you know, later down the line if she sees like, oh, it's not just a boy's bachelor party. There's actually a wedding aspect to it. Mm-hmm. But that's something he can sell. the marketing message will be you guys telling them your ideal fan, your avatar. This is how you can convince your girl to come along. <laughs> you know I mean you know it's like or whatever it might be usually but you know don't you can look at this checklist and go back on it and fix it you know later on as you progress you might end up saying to yourselves, you know what I think it might be a girl. I think it might be just a raunch, you know a raunchy girl that just no. loves this stuff but is deep down is a you know a, ran, a, ran, a romantic mm-hmm. that wants to be the bride and not the bridesmaid. You know mm-hmm. some you don't ever know but you, you want to keep it open yeah so this is very good So these are the fears stuck in a dead-end job having kids creating getting married commitment so that leads us to what are their desires and their desires are most likely They just want to they want to party
1: having fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. Having, having a good time is probably number one on their priority list um, You know making more money is probably on there um I
0: don't know. Make more money to have more fun.
2: Yeah, exactly. More vacation,
0: you know. Yeah. Uh, they want to live the life of Entourage? Entourage. entourage. <laughs> I don't know how to spell this. <laughs> oh, that's late. Okay, come on, spell check. There it is.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so they want to live this like this fun pimpy life. But you know what? they better start working out. Otherwise, their 25-year-old body ain't going to, you know, cut it.
1: (laughs) Got a couple years before,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, before it really goes to hell. (laughs) Okay, so number 17, what keeps them awake at night?
2: Mm. What are they
0: worried about? I mean, it kind of, like, they have fears, but there might be something that is even deeper. Maybe Uh. they got... Do they, 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 do they, do they, how do I pronounce, is it something they do not want to be like their parents? Oh,
1: okay. So they, yeah,
2: I could see that. Yeah, they, they
0: definitely they probably want to end up doing better than their parents, make more money than their parents did. Okay, so they want to make more money their, than their parents. They grew up in, yeah. Um, maybe their parents got married too young, something oh. like
2: that? Yeah, yeah. sure.
0: Okay, so all this stuff, like even though it's so specific, again, when you create this, these marketing materials, like when you're, you know, when you start creating, mater- uh, capturing footage and stuff like that, or uh, behind the scenes stuff, and you want to put together a quick blog post, that mm-hmm. way when you create your copywriting headlines, you'll be like, "Goes, you know, don't worry, you're not going to end up like your parents or something like that, you know, you know, no. have fun. The whole point is like, you never know, it's going to strike a chord if you know exactly what keeps them up at night then you know how to talk to them. So let's put that in there. Like what keeps them up at night? Uh, what are they worried about? Maybe like becoming <laughs> like their parents. I'm just putting this your words in your mouth that you can come up with later. Um, there you go. So let's just go down to number 18. What do they dream about? Again, it's part of their desires. But this is like, like you said, they just, they want to do better mm-hmm. than their parents and um maybe and have more fun than they ever did is there's there's a, there's a parent or a daddy issue or mommy issue right here
1: yeah
0: did i write that they have more fun than they than they, and have more fun than they ever did like I might as well make out a real sentence (laughs) okay we got two more questions what do they aspire to become now this is like you know even though they have a job and stuff like that and they're making money but there's especially when you're dealing with men and males there's a need to make a mark Mm -hmm. to 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 stand for something women tend to because they can create life they you know they can give birth that you know There's no question about it. Like, you know, they reared this child and brought it. You know, this miracle. The men, for historically, you know, psychologically, always have had to do something where they're like either conquering,
1: or
2: or they're
0: pissing on something. You know, so it's like, so where do they? Where do they aspire? What do they aspire to become? That's a
2: tough. One the boss. I guess maybe be boss of a company
0: or be in charge.
2: The man
1: in charge, yeah. Authority.
0: Now, this is really cool because when you look at this, when you say, What do they aspire to become? I say, Be in charge or be the boss. Um, This allows you to then play on the psychology of that. Like, you know, Maybe there's a character in your film that's the person like the ringleader, you know, mm-hmm. just the, 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 the one guy, the party guy, the one that is in charge. Mm-hmm. Like he might not be in charge of everything in his life, but maybe the one thing in the story is that he gets to be in charge of the party or the mm-hmm. event. And so by showing off that one particular character and trying to connect with your ideal fan, this, this avatar – you are then digging into the psychology and the aspiration of this person because they want to see themselves projected on that person. You know, like I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy in charge. I want to be the the boss, you know. So then then, then your marketing messaging uh, can uh, be very, uh, you know, specific that way. Okay. So how can your film product fulfill these dreams? Now that's the big one.
1: Well, the film is full of fun, and it's just people like having fun, and, you know, uh, especially the one of our characters, is, is he's all about uh, having fun and not giving a damn about the consequences of uh, what that fun could mean later on, so uh, that would be, like, I, th- I, think, I think our guy that we just created here would, would see that as, like, kind of an ideal thing, like, oh my god, I can just go out there, have as much fun as possible, and let somebody else worry about what uh, what
0: comes next. Okay. So check this out. So you have your product can fulfill these dreams by uh, showing how you can have fun without <laughs> the consequences. Or maybe there's got to be consequences a good story. But what you're really doing here is that um, or with consequences because – the great thing about story, this is it. I'll probably capitalize this, but how the fun, bold, you know, whoops. I guess it's all bold. I unbolded it, <laughs> showing you how to have fun without the consequences or with the consequences. Um, now this is really interesting. Okay. So we have this, now we have this checklist. Now we go back to my big oh, head. <laughs> so this is now—it's you know maybe not fully fleshed out, but maybe you want to name this guy. What do you want to call him? What's his name?
2: I don't know. Roger. Roger.
0: So Roger. hey, we call now. We're going to talk to Roger. <laughs> okay. So now we have this ideal fan, this avatar put together. then we you know we know who he is, like the the, the inner workings. Mm-hmm. Now let's go back to your questions, and okay. let's see how this all all, all, all applies uh let's see here I think this is it right here all right you see that the ideal fan yeah okay so now we know who our who Roger is
2: mm-hmm. so
0: question number one what's the best way to go about building an audience before you have a product
2: mm-hmm. now
0: let's imagine Roger we know what his daily life is like right yeah so um we the end game is your film your film product but really what your film product is as we showed it's going to be like a guide it's like a video training module of how to have fun and we and your film is going to show you how to fun how to have how to have fun but we show you the consequences and when and what the what are the consequences and not the consequences yeah. so now you're building an audience and again don't worry about selling to everybody just get real specific um, so. You know like zero in on just Roger because when you're talking just to Roger you're going to be able to talk to a lot of people so building a product let's you want to reverse engineer it so let's imagine when your film is going to be released just like you you pick like your a date your estimated date and like how you want your the premiere to go possibly maybe it's a local premiere maybe it's like you know through tug or something where you have a few theatrical premieres or something like that back it up like Eight weeks, like what are the eight weeks le- leading up to your premiere, mm-hmm. and then then you say what you back it up from you know sixteen weeks. So when you're building an audience before you even have a product, um, in the tech world they call it like uh, building your MVP, your minimum viable product, and really all it could be is just working on the psychology. Now you know what Roger's psychology is. You can say like you can start, you can start curating other images from the, all those films that he likes, The Hangover. Uh, you know bridesmaid or whatever it is find like the best scenes of those films and start creating those like memes you know we get like the text you know like you can see like zach Galifianakis, and there'd be like this funny thing but you can create the meme as long as there may be like a little call to action maybe there's a website so like you know www.bigdaymovie.com you know um, so the, the you know you, you know because the internet's like, wait a minute, you're using somebody else's movie, but you're using it to, to share an idea. You're, you're you want to spread the idea so that the, the concepts there, and this is like just fun stuff to get people in the site, the psyche of what your film is going to be about.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: they might just start seeing it. That's shareable like their Instagram or Facebook. Well, let's just get specific. They're on Facebook. So is it, is there something you can create on Facebook that is shareable? That is just funny. Maybe it's just like the best scenes from these movies. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and just and always pose a question like what was your favorite scene from hangover you know um, and um, you're always trying to figure out how to tie it into your to your film you might not even have your website set up you might not even have like any film shot or anything like that and you don't even have a poster yet but what you're doing is you're beginning the conversation and it, if you keep it real simple and don't get complicated you know what the psychology is which is we're going to show you how to how to how to have fun and we're going to use all these movies that we know that you love, that we love, and we're going to put together just some really, you know, you know, simple animated GIFs or just simple, you know, still frames. And we're just going to tap into the the psychology of having fun or what the funniest scene was and then engage people by just simply asking questions, making sure that that's like the first thing. Like, what was your favorite, you know, scene or what, what was the craziest bachelor party story or what was the craziest wedding story you've ever heard, you know? You know, share here. And the, by, by having like, the, uh, like a picture from Bridesmaid or something like that, people have this psychology of like, oh, I'm connecting with you now. Like, okay, I love that movie. I have a really crazy story. You know, share here. Maybe there's, a, there's some kind of web portal you can put together that people just share the story. Here's something I'll give you. Have you ever heard of
2: SpeakPipe? I don't think so, no. So it's a
0: free service. We go to, If you go to like speakpipe, speakpipe.com, you can uh, put it on like you're just a landing page and people easily could just leave audio recordings of like, so you can ask a question like, what is the craziest wedding or bachelor, bachelorette part uh, story? You know, we would love to hear it, share it. And like, as long as like you're curating the, the people to engage with you on Facebook and you, you direct them towards like a landing page, like big day, you know, big day, or whatever it might be. So then you start just getting these stories of people sharing it with you. The, the, the data you collect are these amazing, outrageous stories that are maybe uh, sent in anonymously so you don't have to worry about their identity.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: you, but you gather them, and then you repurpose them. Then you start sharing like, last week we asked you what the craziest bachelor stories or, uh, or wedding stories, and here's some of the, the top five that came in. And then you create like memes or little blog posts or little videos um, that, that you know but you're you're giving back to the audience and you're starting that dialogue and so mm-hmm. when your film gets to a certain place where you're you're gaining traction maybe you got the the, the poster maybe you got like uh, one scene you know that you can share you, you, then you' then it's all in alignment because Roger is in that mindset Roger's like cool, I always love these like every day they they bring up the crazy bachelor because I can't wait to my buddy's bachelor party you know like they're thinking like they need some great ideas. If I'm going to be the boss, if Roger's going to be the boss and the one in charge, what other great ideas can I have that, you know, that are make me look great, it, it, you know, that makes me look like the king? So you can – maybe that's it. Maybe that's the avatar you push is coming up with insane ideas, but maybe you don't have to come up with the ideas. You're asking the questions, you curate the information, and you feed it back out to the audience, and somebody goes, oh, my God, that's ingenious. I'm going to use that one,
1: you know?
0: <laughs> So – Going back to question number one. uh, I think that's uh, this one here. What's the best way to go about building an audience before you have a product. Start with something that's small like that but you're keeping yourself in line in alignment with the psychology of Roger. So question number two. What other marketing items should we capture during production that might pre be prove useful later on. Again Roger. his avatar is like, I want to know how to have fun and be the boss. That's like his psychology. So when you're making like behind the scenes footage, maybe it's not just necessarily about how you made the film, but really what you want to probably do is create something that says, I'm going to, you know, maybe um, start creating like a how to guide uh, or short videos. Maybe your stars turn to you or so the crew members like, you know what, if you want to have fun, here's the craziest story. And have somebody share their story or a story they heard about a bachelor party or, or a wedding. And mm-hmm. then you start collecting these little tidbits. So it becomes like the daily or weekly, um, you know, fun tip of the week, you know, for you know, bachelor parties and, and weddings or something like that. So that's what you can do that's outside of the box of just doing the standard, like, well, this is the film. Here's the actors talking and like, you know, this, the, the, the that, that's okay for the filmmaking world, but let's imagine Roger is not in the filmmaking world. Like you said, we already know his psychology. His psychology is I want to have fun. I want to be the boss. So your videos can be, uh, or materials you capture can be in alignment with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So number three, your third question is what are the, what is the most cost effective ways to build an audience? Well... There's an old saying, <laughs> you know, you can have it fast, cheap or good, but you got to pick two. <laughs> so if it's going to be cheap, um, then and you want it to be good. It's not going to be fast, you mm-hmm. know, so it's going to be slow. Um, obviously, Hollywood with money, they they can eliminate the cheap factor and still be good and fast because they have yeah. money. But the independent can't work that way. So you're going to have to just you know, build it. But if you build it specifically to Roger, this char- this av- this imaginary of Avatar, you know there's a lot more Rogers out there. But the if the way that you speak, it, you know what? You might even just do all your marketing materials right off the or right off the bat, like, hey Roger. Everybody wants to <laughs> like, why do you keep saying who's Roger? Who's this Roger? It becomes like this mystery person who Roger is. And then you can <laughs> later on reveal like who Roger is and explain, like, maybe there's a somebody goes. So you know, you don't know what Roger looks like. So you maybe ask the fans or people that are following you. Like we need pictures of what you think Roger looks like. And then, then you get, mm-hmm. then you get like fan engagement, you know, but it's like, Hey, Roger, if you want to know, um, you know, some fun tips for your, the bachelor party, you're planning, you know, and get ready for the wedding. Then here's our tip number 78 or whatever it might be. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and people are like, who's a Roger? <laughs> But it'd be specific. But So the cost-effective ways of doing that is simply not um, doing what you're already doing. If you're on Facebook, be social, but then strip everything else away and don't get involved. Like, don't find yourself interested in anything else, but be really, really focused on, like, for this next X amount of months, all we're going to be focusing on is figuring out ways to help Roger have fun and become the boss. And that's it. That's all you got to figure out how to do. And so that might just create, like, Here's a great clip from Glen Gary Glenn Gross, you know, or like here's a great quote from, you know, um, whatever The Wolf of Wall Street, you know. I don't know. It's just like there's so many things you could just throw out there that's not necessarily costing you money, but is really uh, allowing the 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 social, you know, media sphere to grab onto anything that's shareable. But it's everything that you keep um, marketing and presenting in the graphics you put together is you're branding yourselves and branding the movie so that there's no question about it. Somebody's not going to come to your movie and go, Oh, it looks like it's going to be a nice, you know, you know, romantic, you know, comedy about just the wedding. You're like, you know, hell no, it's going to be raunchy. It's going to be this It's going to be that. And people are like, okay, I'm following you. And now, you know, you haven't, you haven't misled anyone in terms of what your film is about. And the psychology is about. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's
0: probably the most effective way in terms of just giving those little bits and pieces. And you don't even have to make a film you're just share you you are literally just sharing an idea you know mm-hmm. so yes. um let's see here I'll go back I'm trying to get to the <laughs> We're at four o'clock or an hour I'm um let me get to here jam through this okay so you see that so we have question number four what type of marketing materials does an indie film need to create in order to either gain a distribution deal or self-distribute their film it's a very good question so let's just look at it this way the landscape of independent uh, distributors the companies is changing it it's changing quickly there's still a lot of people that are still working in the old paradigm which is they don't really it's not necessarily they really care about who the audience is they're just they're just they're they only care about making a deal so if you ever go to like an American film market the one thing that's missing in that whole um, circus is is the audience Because what it is, is you as a filmmaker go to like American film market, the only audience you are trying to get is a distributor or many distributors or many sales agents or markets across the globe to buy your film product or, or, you know, do a pre-sale or whatever it is. You're just trying to land that deal. Mm -hmm. So the only high that everybody gets at AFM or any of the film markets is just making the deal Mm -hmm. because you're just trying to make the deal to cover your budget and more. And then regardless whether the film does well or not. So when you become like the uber independent, then you got to deal with the audience. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, okay, that when you're doing the self distributing or direct distribution to an audience, then it all becomes about the audience. There is no middleman in the, in anymore. It's like, okay, how do you create all this, um, you know, marketing materials for them already. We just talked about it. If you are creating a following and you're creating the psyche of like, we're helping Roger have fun and become the boss. And then all of a sudden you have, 35,000 versions of Roger you know what it is is like distribution companies what I'm hoping will happen is like you will have a baseline of your own success in terms of direct marketing uh, and and also direct sales to your audience that if a distribution company comes in then you don't feel like you're not beholden because that's the only deal on the table you have you already have you've already built up a very uh, lucrative and profitable and valuable uh, exchange between you you yourself as creators and the audience Roger you know have engaged in and that is something is very hard to put a price on and the reality is all distribution companies and and other bigger companies they 're always looking to you know buy into somebody' else's hard work of building that you know customer base yes. you know you just distributors don't have like like none of us are like loyal to any distribution company. It's not like every time Warner Brothers comes out with a movie, like, oh my God, I don't care. I don't see anything but Warner Brothers movies. <laughs> we, we, no, none of us think that way. And there's and especially in the independence, too. We don't nobody has that psychology. Like it's like either the film speaks for itself or it doesn't. And nobody really, you know, maybe it helps us see a little pedigree here and there that might be sponsored by, you know, like we might see the that headline uh, or like that graphic. But how many Film production or distribution companies have come and gone, you know, there's, there's only, there's only six major film studios and there's all these little, what happened to all the mini majors, <laughs> you know, and it, it's so it's like, but if, uh, so with that said, if you build an audience and you build like a falling in, it looks like you have this cool exclusive club to these direct line uh, of contact and communication with these people that you have built on your email list because you might start with Facebook but you want to get them on your email list but if you have a very strong email list that you're sharing all those valuable content of how to have fun how to be the boss and then all of a sudden it might not just be distribution companies that might be interested in you what you're doing you might have somebody like hey I represent this uh, line of men's clothing you know or clone or something like that and you have the exact Avatar that I want to reach, so then then you then it gives you possibilities of partnering up with the right companies, if indeed that serves best for what your desires are or what your what your end goal is. Um, Like getting a distribution deals is is changing so rapidly; it may not be the end all because unless a distribution company comes to you and says you did all this great hard work, we'll give you a minimum guarantee of million dollars or whatever it might be. You're like, I'm in. You know, you're like, I'm, <laughs> I'm selling out, you know, <laughs> you know, they, but reality is sometimes we're like, they come to the table, you read the contract, like this doesn't like you're going to take a hundred percent ownership of our license and all our hard work and take our, take the audience that we've created. And, um, and we're only going to get $5,000, you know what I mean? So it's like. You, I want to hope, hopefully you get in that place. where We have so much more leverage because you built it on your own bootstrapping it, but have also a very sincere direct contact with your Roger avatars all over the place that when there's an opportunity that a distribution company sees what you're doing, or you can present to the a distribution company saying, Hey, I've got X amount of emails. I like what you do. I think that we can go a broader release of what we've done. We've done everything we can locally, but we haven't done a wide release just yet. Um, let's talk. You know, if I'm a distributor and things are changing so much, and you're telling me you have fifty thousand people on your email list, I'm like, okay, let's talk. You know, what I mean, yeah. you, they might even care who's in the film or not in the film. They, you know, because there's so many distribution companies. Either they're gonna, either it's gonna work out for you or it's not. So you can kind of decide. But that's one way to gain a distribution deal in terms of the marketing materials. Really, the only marketing material that you want to collect is like, I've got. 50,000 emails lists that are specific to this film. So that is golden. That's like money. So if you yeah. can bring that, they might even not, if you just said that, then they might like, <laughs> you know, three questions down the line, they may go, "Wait, wait, what's your film about?" They might just be, they might just be solely interested in that, the fact that you have collected 50,000 emails or something. you know yeah. So that's my, uh, my understanding in terms of the of, this is what the experts would tell you you know like all these marketing online marketing experts would tell you they would look at this this question of yours and say this is what you need to do you need to build your own house so you have control cuz you too you want to have fun and you want to be the boss you know you you don't want to be the bridesmaid handing it over to a distribution company that takes everything and doesn't quite in line not to say they're bad but there is a there's a place where you can come to the table with so much more leverage and Mm -hmm. have um, a greater opportunity to create a a much more a better win-win situation you know yeah so so with that said let's uh, jump on to the next question so with that question number five is how do you best determine your target demographic and how do you construct your marketing materials to appeal to that demographic well
1: We just did that. (laughs) We
2: just
0: did it. We know it's not even demographic. It is a dude named Roger.
2: (laughs) And
0: and so (laughs) that's why. (laughs) So we got that. So number six is, are there any other ways to find an audience for a completed film besides social media? Do live events or college campus screenings work? You know what? I don't think there's any rules, really. I think that if you're always, you always hear the story about why the rail you know why did the railroad business go out of business or like or you know they didn't go quite out of business but the ra- the railroad industry thought they were in the railroad business <laughs> they didn't realize they were in the transportation business so when Henry Ford came around with the Model T it just leveled them yeah. uh, Kodak we're talking about film here right Kodak thought they were in the photochemical processing business they failed to realize that they were in the business of preserving memories If they knew, if they really were in alignment with that belief, Mm -hmm. then any new technology that came up that helped enhance the ability or gave an opportunity to preserve those memories, they would, you know, they would probably still be in business. They would evolve. They go, you know, we're moving from photochemical processing to digital memories because the digital camera started in Kodak's R&D department. They yeah. just didn't, they didn't see the value of it because they thought they were in the photochemical processing business and not the memory business, preserving memories. So what that helps for you is that if you know your film is all about, we're going to show you how to have fun, we're going to show you the consequences, but how to be the boss. Like basically how to have fun and how to be the boss. That's two things right there. So now that opens up all these possibilities because once you understand what that's that's your alignment or your mission, maybe it's like, we're throwing an event with Red Bull over in you know Cancun.
2: You know, I don't know. I maybe mean,
0: it's like the reality is like we got bands involved. I don't know how this all happens. Like you know, our movies part of it, but the reality is we're we're selling how to have fun and be the boss. Or maybe there's a whole weekend event where you're you sh- you help new bachelors or the the best men. Like it's just like an event just for best men where you're going to show them how to effectively you know put together an event for their buddy to have the most fun and be the boss you know something so this is completely outside of social media like this is like live events training set webinars or I don't know anything like that but you can get you can start just bouncing ideas off your team in terms of like and always come back to the place which is what would Roger one do what would Roger be so like I'm spending my money on that mm-hmm. it's like you, know, you want to get to that question like I am Roger and I will I'm going to, without question, I'm going to spend my money on that, whatever that is, is outside social media, whatever it is, that's something that you that th- those questions will help get you very specific and focused, and finding that avatar.
1: Cool.
0: So um, we got two more questions, I think this year. Um, we're rolling. We're rolling. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. So. Question number seven is: Do you have any tips on how to gain a viewer's trust when you don't already have an existing fan base?
1: Well, what we've been doing, eh? (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So the funny thing is, it's like um, you had a question of like, what if you don't have any stars in your film? Like this is the last, the last question here, uh, number eight. If you don't have any stars in your film, the only reason distribution companies want stars is because they work in that world of they need to make the deal. They need to make the deal to the Brazilian market, film market, or the uh, Russian film market. And the only way, one of the biggest leverages they have is like, look, we have this star in this film that gives us collateral in terms of the trustworthiness of the product. So that's why they don't really ever touch distribution companies in that world of the film markets. They hardly ever touch anything that doesn't have a star in it, especially comedy, because they need comedic stars or notable stars to So people understand, like, okay, yeah, Zach Alcapanakasen or whatever it might be Melissa McCarthy, that kind of stuff. But if it's a no with no names on it, and it's a comedy genre, then it's harder for the distribution companies to sell to to make the deal. That doesn't mean impossible, but the difference is if you already say like, I have fifty thousand emails or something like that, then that again, that's leverage. That that is your trust. So for you to build that trust, for an, if you don't have an existing fan base the fact that you just starting the conversation again about how to have fun and how to be the boss, you know, all those little marketing materials we talked about, just you guys will become sort of the curators of this concept. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: over, you know, and people over time, just because the consistency that they see the message over and over, they just go, Oh, you guys are trustworthy. That's, I mean, it's all, (laughs) and especially if you put yourself, your face out there, like, or, you know, whatever it's like, Hey, I'm the director, writer of this film goes, here's like tips number, you know, 27. Like when you're, you know, if you can't get to Vegas, this is how you create Vegas in your hometown or whatever it might be. I don't know. It's like um, that's why YouTube stars are able to become trustworthy because – you know what is the YouTube generation this is kids like here's my webcam Ah, I do something crazy you know let me you know I'm gonna drink this you know thing of Tabasco sauce ah, you know whatever it is like just an, just enough exposure of somebody being personable and being real and then yeah. looking right in the camera and saying like this is for you Roger I know you're at work and you and you literally go down the list of everything they go through and and and, and you and you talk to that person and you and everything that you say is very specific to that avatar, um, it'll feel like a real conversation. And then and somebody, you know, from the outside might be looking in, it feels uh, authentic. It doesn't feel, you're not being, trying to appease everyone, you know? Yeah. So that's how you would deal with the trust issue. You, you kind of learn from what the YouTube stars are doing, but you can do the same thing on Facebook because Facebook is basically, have you heard this thing uh, called, um, what do they call it? Um, it's like like it's not like bootstrap. It's like they're hijacking. They they Facebook tends to hijack um, YouTube videos. So so if you notice in Facebook, you might be scrolling up on your phone and the video automatically starts playing. Yeah. The only way you can do that is if you upload directly to Facebook, so mm-hmm. that you have you have to so you start your film page or your fan page for the big day. All the videos that people are <laughs> it's crazy. People are grabbing videos from YouTube that are not their own. Uploading it directly onto Facebook and then Facebook gets is able to share it even more views than, than YouTube so mm-hmm. these YouTube creators that were used to getting ad revenue from YouTube mm-hmm. suddenly see their same video on Facebook and they're get, getting any money <laughs> you know what I mean it's like and they're getting like twice as many views so um, The whole concept there is that you can use the same con- uh, thing of like Uploading your videos directly to YouTube I mean Facebook and as long as like there's a quick like your face And like maybe like graphics that come on to say, you know, you know tip number, you know 29 you know how yeah. to have fun and be the boss or whatever it is mm-hmm. from you know uh, From from your team or whoever you want to be a representative and then over time people are scrolling through it You know look at the BuzzFeed guys. I mean the, the the company BuzzFeed They're using their own employees and they're becoming their own stars my daughter sits through and loves BuzzFeed, and she knows all the BuzzFeed's people uh, employees. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it doesn't take that much to like think to build that kind of trust. So you'll be okay. <laughs> um, And that leaves us, I think, the last question, which i have probably already answered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see here. Yes, number eight. Most low-budget films don't have any celebrities and big names attached. Once the project's are completed. Uh, what's the best way to get the distributor's attention? And we, yes, you get that email list. You show that you already have this very targeted group of people that are interested in what you're doing.
2: Oh,
0: That's leverage. I, you know, I mean, if I was a distribution company, and I'm, and you know, the incentive of a distribution company <clears throat> is like, I need product. I need product that I can make a deal with, or and I need I need some kind of unique selling proposition. I need this unfair advantage. You know, stars, movie stars and famous directors. It's always been helpful. But, you know, it's, it's not unheard of that somebody comes up and says, I don't have any of that, but I've got this. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, let's check this out. What do you got? You got that? Okay. What can we do with this email list, you know? But, but then you realize, but well, once you build that email list, you're going to be like, it took a lot of work, you know, to, to make this happen. And um, um, I, I don't want to just give it up. So you become really precious because you like. I don't want to, you don't want to just completely sell out, and you sell out your entire audience because you're trying to build a lifelong, you know, film career. Yeah. yeah. So. Well,
2: excellent. Uh, thank you so much. This was helpful
0: uh, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. So, sorry, I sorry, saw sorry, sorry, a note come in. <laughs> sorry. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, do you have any other questions or? Um, I
2: I don't We're think good. so. I think it was really helpful, you yeah. know, going through and determining who Roger
0: was. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of fun. I mean, we could probably, you know, if other filmmakers see this and want to, you know, take this for a spin, mm-hmm. um, again, if you just uh, head over to filmmarketingfridays.com, like by tomorrow, I'll have this uh, this episode posted with the chapters, uh, annotations, easy to click so you don't have to sit through the entire hour plus and then um, and all the PDFs, uh, download and all the links to your your film and, <laughs> and the projects you're working on so people can see how you how you take this um this session and see wh- what you guys create. Because it'd be great to have you back. Like like okay it's been like a month or two months later this is what we discovered. We realized
1: our new avatar is <laughs> you know <laughs> and, <I'm> sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be in touch then uh we'll we'll start working on this and uh we'll see where we get
0: yeah, and you know, be realistic too. I mean, if you don't have like a marketing team and stuff like that, just just do what you're doing anyway on yeah. social media. But you're just tweaking it just a little bit to see if you can't get people. Start with your friends and family.
2: Mm-hmm. Like if
0: they start sharing with you like some crazy stories, or if you can create. Um, and I'll I'll send you uh, an email too again with SpeakPipe, and I'll send you the the checklist and the blank checklist. so You guys can do this all over again if you want to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you.
0: but um. I wish you guys the best of luck. I'm really excited to see, you know, yeah. what happens, you know.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely uh, send it your way once uh we're closer to uh mm-hmm. launching it. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, cuz I'm sure n- nothing's ever easy. It's a good you start down a road, this you, everybody starts down a rabbit hole and it starts down a path and then end up in a rabbit hole cuz mm-hmm. it's like, "Wait a minute. Where do we where do we do, how do we end up here?" You know, it's like uh, you know, just all this stuff about um Pro, and being productive too because you're like mm-hmm. we have a small staff like our group of people are doing this like how do we make how do we make sure our effort is very uh, concerted and uh, focused
1: mm-hmm. so
0: but hopefully it'll be really fun I'll, be, I'll follow you guys on Facebook too so I'll be, I'll be curious to see what starts popping up you know <laughs>
1: so,
2: yeah, thanks, so thanks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right well, this was awesome thank you so much for, uh, for
1: answering all those questions yeah. for us
0: well thanks so much for coming on uh, enjoyed the short film and I'm um, looking forward to your, your, your new work and stuff like that. Nice it inspires nice. me because i got to get on to my, you know, my film too. <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> which is, uh, I, took a, I took a back seat when I uh, had to finish that book. But yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: nice, nice. Well, at least you've got to write a book, which is awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, now I can say, hey, I've written, um, but here's the thing. Writing that book was specifically to see if you make a digital product and you sell it on an Amazon, um, how could that be applied to a film product? and mm-hmm. so uh, that's what I'm learning like I'm I'm, tr- I'm testing it out with my fi- my book mm-hmm. but then kind of like um, harness it and and clean it up so I can say this is probably how you would do it with a film product so that's okay. sort of, I'm it's, I'm the crash test dummy in that way
1: <laughs> okay. awesome that and uh, we'll definitely be in session
0: no problem I'm gonna finish up here real quick with um, paying some bills and <laughs> um, so everybody can see this. So if you stuck around uh, this long and hopefully got a lot of value out of it, and if you are literally stuck trying to make your film, listen, you can get inspired if you go to freegearguide.com. This is an equipment list of everything that I made, everything I made, everything I use to make my feature film for $500 with no crew. Again, it's not a short film, it's a feature film. It was for $500 with no crew. You can see all the equipment that I use to make this film. Over at FreeGearGuide.com, and that's a free gift to you. And that wraps up our uh, our next our, this session of Film Marketing Fridays, presented by Film Trooper. Thanks, you guys.
2: Have a Thank good you. one. Guys. Thanks.
0: Thanks.